are listening to a 4x4 four by four, four by four Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or have ever driven anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Timmy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about... Priuses. Now we did that one last time. No. That was oh, yeah. shoot. Okay. <laughs> Jeeps! <laughs> hey, I'm Tony, and wait till you tell wait till you tell me what I did. What, <laughs> what did you do? What did you do now? I, I'm a little I'm a little a logie with the sleep, so loopy, you'll have to tell me. Loopy. Yeah. So uh, wait, wait until I tell you what I got to do this week. Hey, I'm Josh, and of course I talk to myself. Where else am I going to get an expert opinion? Hey, I'm Tammy, and I've been challenged to come up with a new cuss word this weekend. <laughs> Talking in hey, tongues. <laughs> yes. Hey, Josh, what's coming up on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show? Tammy, glad you asked. Uh, Tony's going to be talking about wheeling Big Bear California with the Nexen Tire Company. Kind of uh, some big deal action going on right there. This week in Jeep has an important recall notice for certain Jeep owners, and we're going to hear about a Jeep spy photo that has the web all abuzz. Wrangler talk gets gritty, or maybe not. Jeep Mama's got a rust update for us. Nikki G's got the call in from Area 51 that his unique skills may be needed very soon. And we've got a whole bunch more show coming up, so stick around. Is, isn't that the, the thing in the movie where the, the, the good guy holds up a bad guy while another bad guy's shooting and they kind of blocks the bullets? He's like a human shield. That's what I'm thinking Nikki G's going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki G, the human shield. <laughs> what a title. Extra layer of tinfoil for her protection. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. This Week in Jeep is, of course, brought to you by Amazon.com. If you're looking for a way to support the show, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and press the big Amazon button there. And once doing that, well, you'll be shot over straight to Amazon.com and anything you buy over the next 24 hours will give us a small little kickback. It's going to cost you absolutely nothing more, and it's a great way to help out the show and help us keep the lights on over here at Jeep Talk Central. If you've got any benefit from what we're doing here, or if you like what we're trying to do over here, then please consider giving back. That's jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and look for the big Amazon button. Hey, and thanks in advance. Well, FCA is recalling over 81,000 model year 2014 Jeep Cherokees equipped with a 3.2 liter engine. The reason why is that in the event that a clutch becomes stuck in the transmission, the transmission software may automatically shift the transmission to neutral. An unexpected shift to neutral would result in a loss of drive power, increasing the risk of crash, which could possibly and ultimately kill you. (laughs) What to do? Well, FCA will notify the registered owners of these vehicles who will have to schedule a service appointment with their local dealer. All FCA Jeep dealers have been instructed to update the transmission software free of charge. The recall notices are expected to begin going out August 2nd, 2019. If you are currently experiencing any transmission issues in your 2014 Jeep Cherokee, or if you are concerned that your Jeep may be part of this recall, then you may contact Chrysler Customer Service at 1-800-853-1403. And of course, we'll have that number in the show notes for this episode at JeepTalkShow.com. 
2014, that was the first year they came out, uh, right? That was, yes. And, and, and yeah, they I had your so mind many, is going right where mine was. They had so many transmission issues. Uh, oh, when they, I mean, that what, that's what delayed its launch originally oh, right. was the buggy, brand spanking new for its time, eight-speed transmission that just, I mean, they could not get that thing right. And lo and behold, here we are, you know, five, six years later, and it's still got issues. So I'm anybody out there who has a uh, has one of the newer Cherokees. I mean, I, I know they fixed things for I think the 2018 model year. Um, but if you've got any of those older ones, I mean, especially the 2014 model, this recall notice here is like a big red flag to me. Uh, it might be time to dump that Cherokee and get yourself into a newer Jeep. I don't know. Scary, scary stuff. Wasn't that also? Uh, maybe it wasn't that year, but they were. Uh hacking the uh the driving system through the uh, infotainment system or something it was i mean that i think that story came out in 2016 and that was i mean at that time they already had two or three model years out so i mean it's not exclusive to a year it's exclusive to their infotainment system that they had at the time okay. and i think that there's there has been a fix for that but yeah i mean that was scary somebody demonstrated from five miles away with a laptop being able to hack into another person's vehicle while they were driving down the freeway and start doing things like turning the radio and the heater on and off. Well, and it was actually the drivability of the the, the car as well, right? Well, not they not have, They could have gone that. They could have gone that far if they wanted to, but for the safety sake of this experiment, and you know, I, there's probably some rules and regulations and laws and everything. They they just you know they were demonstrating that they can do this sort of stuff, but we're not going to go ahead and just put the vehicle into park while it's going down the freeway at you know 55 miles an hour. Yeah. Same but like that was something limp, they could limp have mode done. or something they could have done with it, which would yeah. affect the drivability, where they would uh, affect how fast you could go. Similar to this neutral thing. I mean, yes, exactly. Neutral's good for revving the engine, you know, on a race, but not when you're trying to merge onto the freeway in front of that semi. No, it could be it could be very hazardous. I mean, fortunately, it's just neutral and not like you say park or reverse or you know something that you know could actually lock some uh, tires up. Right. Now, this is just a software update that's supposed to be able to fix this, but, you know, I don't know, man. They're saying that, like, some of the clutch packs are starting to get stuck and they're not operating uh, the way the way that they're supposed to. And I don't know, man. It seems to me that a software fix is not going to be the ultimate fix for that. There's probably some hardware issues going on in there as well, but yeah, time so. will tell. I think so, too. Well, is it all for the show or is it for something else? Most of the time when we get spy photos of a Jeep or other vehicles, it's a heavy camouflaged version draped in dizzying patterns of paint and wrapped in puffy bodyline altering blankets. But one thing is common between virtually every vehicle spy photo published. It's of a vehicle that is being prepped for production. It's almost an unwritten rule, in fact. And occasionally we'll see early production models getting a re real world test in, in and around traffic around, you know, other assembly plants and, you know, that sort of thing. However, it was this week that on Jeep's official testing grounds, a spy photo was taken that has many of us in the Jeep world scrambling to figure out just what it means. The photo that was leaked earlier this week shows a couple of FCA workers running through some diagnostics on a laptop inside of a 2019, or so we're assuming, Jeep Wrangler. It, it, it has no disguise whatsoever. It's clearly a Wrangler. It but does, however, have a rather extensive set of off-road modifications, and the prevailing rumor thus far is that it's just a one-off custom for this fall's SEMA show. One thing that draws your attention more than anything else in this pick, though, is definitely what is not the stock roll bar. This thing is sporting a full rock crawler cage, and it looks beefy as all get-out. 
You'll also notice that the windshield is completely gone, not just folded down, as is any other driver sheltering element of any kind, and that includes the doors and the top. Although there are some form of tube doors being used, they are pretty open and have no sheeting. In fact, the only thing keeping the occupants shielded from the elements is a fabric sunshade stretched across the roll cage tubes held in place with what might be bungee cords, and it appears to have a black and gray rendition of the American flag on it too. The stock flat cowl in front of where the windshield should be has been removed, and in its place is a higher sweeping angular spoiler almost, and that wraps into the A-pillar of the new roll bar cage. Oh, and the tailgate is completely gone too. The rear seats have also been removed in favor of the roll cage, and get this, a big aluminum racing fuel cell. The driver and passenger seats have also got harnesses and Sparco racing seat swaps. The, uh, the fenders have been modified quite substantially and raised up to offer extra clearance for what seems to be at least 35-inch tall BFG all-terrain tires mounted on beadlock wheels. Now, one of the more surprising modifications to this particular Wrangler, though, is the suspension. At the back, the Wrangler stock shocks and springs have been swapped for massively long King off-road coilovers. Seriously, these things could probably have two feet of travel. The front also features large King shocks with extra reservoirs. It definitely looks like this suspension should allow for extreme travel that would be ideal for some serious rock crawling. Naturally, all these modifications, particularly the lack of a windshield, pretty much disqualifies this thing from being what many were hoping was a fully off-road inspired production vehicle. Instead, this is likely just one of Chrysler's many heavily modified concepts or could be the base for what will eventually become one of those incredible concepts that Jeep shows off at events such as SEMA and the Easter Jeep Safari each and every year. The Jeep looks pretty close to being finished though, and uh, the next event where Chrysler could show the stuff off is SEMA. So I'm betting that's where we're going to see this particular rig, or at least a version of it. And if you want to see some of these spy photos for yourself, well, we'll have a few of the shots on the Jeep Talk Show website in the show notes for this episode. Josh, I just want to say... I did not take those spy shots. It was not <laughs> right. me. But, but what you're saying is you did take the ones of the JL at the factory. That she did take the doors. That was the, no. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Well, that sounds uh, that sounds really nice. Uh, you know, I uh, I filled out the application for us again this year to go to SEMA, and uh, hopefully uh, I'll be getting going to that. Of course, you guys will be welcome, but I know that uh, vacation and finances may not be in order. Uh, but uh, I'm definitely planning on going. I uh, hope I have enough vacation left after uh, the things that are popping yeah, yeah. up <laughs> coming out when, of the blue. When is it again? Uh, November, November 6th, I think. I, I just saw it the other day. The first, yeah, first, second week of, uh, of November. Uh, we'll be looking that up here soon and reporting on that soon. And of course, uh, if Jeep Talk Show is going to end up making an appearance, you guys will be the first to know. Absolutely. And if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how to reach out. And if you've ever wondered what it would be like to wheel Big Bear California with a big name tire company, wonder no more. Tony's going to give us the breakdown of what it's like to be an off-road celebrity a little bit later in the show. <laughs> hey, coming up in Tech Talk, we're going to be uh, give you a surefire trick for keeping your fasteners, uh, well, fastened. Would have helped uh, Paul Rubin in uh, that. Uh, oh, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> uh, poor Pee Wee. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Shut up and listen. 
shut up. So shut up. You don't show Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Hey, guys. Um, Tony and Josh. The struggle is real. Tell you us know, about it. Seems, it. <laughs> yeah. It seems each year the rust problem keeps getting worse and worse on my bumpers. You gotta and, move. Um, I am looking to move soon, I hope. Um, so, last fall, I tried another product that was suggested by some fellow Jeepers um, a bunch of Jeepers, as a matter of fact, and it's called POR15. So, like I promised, I'm going to update you on this product. And all I have to say is, wow, the POR15 held up really, really good in the places it was applied. Now, it's still very hard. It's very solid. There's no flaking. However, there's still rust on my bumper. It's my front bumper, my rear bumper. It's totally infested with rust underneath the powder coat. And here and there, little bits keep of rust keep coming through. So, you know, POR15 is a really good um, temporary solution, I guess, for fixing the rust spots as they come. I think eventually probably my whole bumper will become POR15. Um but for a temporary fix, I think this is a really, really good product to use. There's three different um, steps, three different bottles of different solutions to use, like a pre-rust, uh, a, a post-pre-rust, and I can't, I can't remember the names of them. Um, and then you apply this POR15, and it's a very thick, tar-like black paint. Um, and then you need to be very careful because it's UV um, sensitive, so you're going to have to spray paint over it. Um, so I'm just going to keep using this until I can find a way to sandblast my bumper and start over or, you know, get a new bumper. Um, but it works really, really well. And all the links to my rust prevention videos that are on YouTube are on my blog, this latest post that I did on www.jeepmama.com. And you can also follow along on my um, Jeep journey on my vlog, which is my YouTube channel. Just search the Jeep Mama. And um, if you have any issues with rust on your Jeep, I highly suggest you try the OSFO and the POR15. So, Tammy, um, this is... A Anytime I hear about the rust thing, it reminds me of a, a few manufacturers, third-party manufacturers that have uh, told me about it's much better to get uh, the aftermarket stuff uh, not powder-coated. I, I remember one of them saying that a lot of it has to do with how – oh, no, this is what Josh says. A lot of it has to do with how well it was prepped Pre yep. and how well it was the, the powder coat was done, was actually put on there. And right. uh, then you can run into these issues. And uh, I remember mentioning this uh, a couple of times on the show. Now that you're actually going through this rust and now you're stuck with uh, the possibility of either having to uh, use a, a chisel and sandpaper to get all this, <laughs> all yeah. this stuff off, uh, you would have been in a much better situation if it had not been powder coated to, to, to start, wouldn't you? Um, you, know, when you don't I have first... to agree, but that's just the way I'm looking no, at it. I think... I was so, so, so inexperienced at the time I bought that first bumper. Um, well, the, I think, there's not a lot of choices when you buy a bumper. Right, they're, they're almost right, always powder coated. Right. Um, 
And I don't think I would have known the steps to take to, you know, paint. Well, let's, you know, let's, I would just let's say spray Tam paint, Tammy, yeah. Hypothetically speaking, Tammy, let's say you were going to, let's say you sold that bumper yesterday and, and now you're in the market for a new bumper. Are you going to get your next bumper powder coated or are you going to get it bare metal and treat it yourself? I think, and I've been seeing a lot of this when I'm off-roading, I think I would get bare metal and bedline it. Oh, there you go. That's a good option. I, I've, yeah, I've done that myself with my front bumper, yeah. in fact. Would you go uh, POR15 on it to start with? Kind of that be the, be the undercoat so that way uh, rust wouldn't get started? Or is this primarily, uh, Josh, you probably know this, is it uh, primarily something that you use when you have rust issues? Can you use it as a, uh, a pre-deterrent? Well, it'd certainly be expensive. I mean, this the stuff isn't super cheap. Oh, um, I didn't realize. Obviously, that. Uh, paint and bed liner are 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 much cheaper than than POR fifteen. And and to do something like a like a um like a full Jeep bumper, uh, if it's anything other than just like a little stubby, you know, almost just a bar bumper, um, it's going to get kind of expensive to do the whole thing in in POR fifteen. People do it, and 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 trust me, it'll probably be the last thing that you'll ever have to apply to that bumper, <laughs> um, with the exception of maybe some touch-up paint here and there. Like Tammy said, it is UV sensitive, but again, some people just don't really care about that, and and just let it fade, and it gives it gives it some character and stuff. So, um, it really com comes down to what your budget is. If you want to spend the money and 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 you know get into you know triple-digit uh, figures to coat your bumper, um, then by all means, you can do it like that. But uh, I, I am I am really kind of from the camp that uh, it's all about your prep. And if you really spend some time and do your prep right, um, you don't need to go quite as far with, with uh, you know, the coatings and stuff like that. POR15 is a great product. I've used it myself. I will continue to use it in the future. Um, for a bumper coating, I'm kind of with a lot of other people. I'm kind of leaning towards the bed liner. That's what I've got on my bumper right now. It's, uh, it's very durable and it's very easy to touch up. So I was thinking, you know, if you're going to spend the money to, to POR15 dip your bumper, you might as well get it uh, cryogenically treated as well, right? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, you imagine the shipping costs on that? Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to cryogenically treat your bumper, folks. No, no. <laughs> Bragging rights, I guess. <laughs> it might make it extra, actually, it might make it kind of brittle uh, in a... In a, in a uh, I hit with oh, a rock dude, or something. God, right? Or you know, you get in a get in an accident where you know, God forbid. But yeah, and that bumper just shatters. <laughs> Coming up later in the show, we're going to hear about Nikki G's invasion into Area Fifty One. I don't know. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, the stickers are gone. What, oh! what, what few stickers I had left, I took with me to. Uh, uh, up to Big Bear Lake and handed them over to Don Alexander of the Jeep 4x4 school because I had promised him some and I, uh, I took yeah, all, all that call. I had left. Yeah. So uh, we may see some uh, some uh, uh, new listeners that uh, come out of uh, Don's school there. So uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a good call. So, But that just means I need to order some more. Well, Jeep Mama Chapstick is in, so there you go. <laughs> Well, there's a trade-off. <laughs> I just and it's raspberry. I was thinking a uh, Jeep Talk Show popsicle would be good, but uh, nobody's mouth is big enough for that whole logo. <laughs> oh Lord! Well, you went the chapstick route. I think they a popsicle. Cut the roof of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I thought a popsicle would be would be pretty funny. <laughs> Jeep Talk Show popsicle. Yeah, we could actually wrap a uh, a sticker inside the popsicle, and you would. Uh, It'd be like the uh, the Tootsie Pop. So instead of Chocolate Center, it would be a Jeep Talk Show sticker center. You just have to uh, suck on the pop to get your sticker. Maybe not. 
But anyway, a dirty joke in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I just know moving, it. Moving well, right along. You got, the, you got the direction I was going with that. So, but anyway, yeah. I, I want to re-mention this. Uh, we have uh, updated our website. Uh, I know a lot of people were having problems with uh, accessing the site uh, because it was uh, slow to respond, or uh, I don't know. It would uh, you sometimes things wouldn't load. So we've actually gone with a uh, much faster service. So uh, if you've been a past visitor to the Jeep Talk Show website, uh, perhaps you were going there because we've directed you there for photos and uh, updates on stories that we've done. Uh, and you've tried it and went, well, the hell with this. And you said you were going to do it again. You yeah, give it another try. I think you're going to like how it works. Uh, uh, both uh, Tammy and Josh have tried it. And uh, uh, they say, oh, yeah, it does come up uh, very nicely now. So they're on either side of the country. So that's a pretty good test. And got an all-new look as well. So uh, if you haven't been there in a while, go check it out. You'll like what you see. Hey, everybody. I just want to tell you I love this show and uh, give you a little story. I'm a new uh, new Wrangler owner, uh, first Wrangler I've ever bought. Um, definitely an interesting <laughs> experience. I was going to go the TJ route until I started seeing that the dealers wanted to uh, charge me $13,000 for a vehicle that had 150,000 miles on it. Um, after inspecting the vehicle, realized I was getting screwed over, uh, thought I could deal with uh, work with them on the price. So went to inspect the frame and all the rest points on a Jeep that I looked up online and noticed that the frame was extremely dark, um, like, it was, like it was brand new. So I go to touch the frame and... Uh, it's like a tar substance or maybe a bed liner, but um, had black paint all over my hands. When I asked him what was going on, he's like, "Oh, um, we just restored the frame. We wanted to make sure, uh, wanted to make sure that it looked fresh for you, stuff like that." So after I started smelling bullshitting, I pulled up the uh, the, fen- uh, the the fender well, but well, um, carpeting and holes. So I ended up buying Jeez. a 2019 Jeep Wrangler uh, JL. It is red, um, and absolutely, uh, absolutely love it. Um, I was on the fence for a while. I owned a motorcycle. I decided that was getting a little bit too uh, dangerous for me, and that a Jeep is the second closest air experience I could possibly get. And after uh, my puppy uh, passed away, um, I purchased my uh, red Jeep Wrangler JL, and uh Absolutely in love. It's not the most comfortable ride in the world, but honestly, I can't get enough. Um, my Jeep is now named Gunner, is the name of my puppy, and uh, absolutely adore it. The only thing I can't decide uh, and don't know if it's actually a good thing is uh, more more expensive than a crack addi- uh, addiction. Um, <laughs> That's like true. Every single paycheck, some of my money is going towards the Jeep, and by some, I mean pretty much all my paycheck. So appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, love the podcast. I listen to every morning and I'm doing a lot of catching up right now because I am uh, trying to listen to all the old ones, but I am doing this uh, next to my phone, um, talking on the phone, obviously, but uh, inside my house, not on the road. And hopefully everything comes in clear. Keep up the great work. Love you guys. Oh, it did. Aww. It came in perfectly clear. Ah, crystal yeah, clear. Five by five. Good. So I just want to mention something about the dog first. It, it is horrible, horrible to lose a dog. And, a pet. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, well, pets in, in general, but especially for me, a dog. And uh, they're, they're just so unconditional love to them. I mean, mm-hmm. 
what they yeah. won't do for a snack. You know, uh, they'll go crazy <laughs> if you say the word. I mean, you know, you know, with that kind of concentration, they could actually have a better vocabulary. But, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, don't go fall into the trap of I, I just can't have another dog right now. I just, it's just not. Yeah, I can't. That would be a bad thing for me to do because you, you, it's almost like you, you feel like you're uh, uh, not respecting the, uh, the, the image of your dog that passed away. But get you another dog, make it a rescue, yeah. and, and get that dog out of a situation where they don't have a home, they may never have had a home, and, and put them in that home and make them a Jeep dog. And you will feel a lot better, a lot faster. And uh, remember, the... <laughs> The dog, you may have several dogs in your life, but each dog is only going to have you in their life and make it a good one for them. So what you're saying, Tony, is he should go out and steal a homeless person's dog. I would absolutely uh, say that just because uh, they have a better place to stay and better food. No, you need to go to the, the, the rescue shelters where they're high kill shelters first. Yeah, exactly. Well, in, in either, any case, thank you very much for that voicemail. Great Jeep story. Like we've always said, everybody has a Jeep story to tell, and that was a good one. And uh, and so if you're out there and you're on the, on the fence about maybe calling into the show and saying, hey, and telling us a little story like that, well, don't do it. I mean, well, don't be on the fence anymore. Do no. it. By all means, call us. Call us. Reach out to us. Just go over to the website, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. And you can uh, figure out how to leave a message like that or uh, even a voicemail or even an email. Yeah, be on the fence. It's just dangerous. Don't do it. This is Zach from CNM Jeeps. This is Lisa Simon from Trim Perfect. This is Alan Peterson with Painless Performance Wiring. This is Amy from TNA Decal. This is Neil from SFJ4x4.com. This is Randall Spear, Motorsports Manager from Dana Aftermarket. This is Paul Wolf from ENI USA RM. Hey, I'm John Eastmore from Black Forest. This is Nathan Leahy from Mickey Thompson Tires and Wheels. And, and you're listening, listening to the Jeep, Jeep Talk, Talk Show. Show. A nice big Jeep wave goes out to all of our friends and fans in the off road industry. We thank you for your support. Are you running out of time for all that tech talk? Oh, yes, I am quite busy, Mr. Voice out of nowhere. Then how about a quickie? Oh, geez, I don't know. We just met. I'm really not that kind of... It's time for Just the Tip. Oh, well, you could have at least just bought me a drink first or something. Oh, hey, watch it. Oh, what are you doing back there anyways? Well, you'd be hard-pressed to find a facet of the automotive industry that has not benefited in some way from the technologies and practices that come out of racing. Here's another trail hack picked up just that way. Once you've properly torqued hardware like a nut or a bolt, especially when it comes to suspension and steering system hardware, it would be nice to see if said hardware has backed out at all at just a glance or come loose in any way. Jeeps aren't always a smooth ride, and there's been a lot of talk lately about people's nuts coming loose, and nobody likes loose or missing nuts. So, even if you're using cotter pins or safety wire on some of your hardware, here's a tip straight off the racetrack that you can apply to your Jeep to see if a recently torqued nut or bolt has worked its way loose. Simply procure a brightly colored paint pen to mark your nuts. The ones on your Jeep, Cletus, pull your pants back up, please. Oh, come on. Anyways, uh, make sure uh, you make, make a line that comes from the top of the bolt down the head and onto the surface it goes through. To mark a nut, follow the same principle. Starting as high as you can on the nut, draw a line straight down onto the surface it's clinched up against. Now, so long as that painted line doesn't separate, you'll instantly know at a glance whether or not something has loosened up a bit at all. Even if something as small as a sixteenth of a turn out will show up, notifying you that it's no longer torque to spec. 
So does that, uh, I guess it would depend on where the bolt was and how much heat that bolt saw. Uh, I know that uh, us XJ owners from time to time have issues with uh, exhaust uh, leaks. And uh, a lot of us say, it can't be the cracked header again. I wonder if the bolts are coming loose. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be a loose, a loose bolt. You know, it can't just be another cracked header. So uh, I, I suppose there are paints that you could use to, to put on uh, like exhaust manifold bolts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I'm sure there are high temperature paint pens. I mean, uh, just let your fingers do the walk-in, uh, hop online, and uh, and do some searching. You may be hard pressed to find one of those, like um, at your uh, your average uh, you know, office depot or or Staples or something like that. Um, that's going to be something you're probably going to have to go to maybe a parts store or an auto body shop for, um, or possibly just head over to Amazon. Yep. If you have anything to add, or maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, or maybe just something to uh, chime in on, or have a topic that you would like covered, just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Hey, coming up next week, Tyler from Rough Country will be with us, and uh, you know, we're going to find out what's going on with Rough Country. Uh, Rough Country has taken a lot of knocks over the years, but uh, you know, I got Rough Country lifts on uh, the TJ and uh, the XJ, although most all of it has been replaced with the upgrades and stuff uh, over the years. But I'll tell you what, the TJ rides great, and we've had zero issues with it, and it might be a solution for you. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, appreciate Nate calling in. I've got to say, it wasn't too long ago. Green side up! I know. It wasn't too long ago that uh, Nikki G was uh, rocking some logging chains, and now I gave that up for a nice toe strap. And I'm currently running with a steel cable on my winch, but uh, I think when it wears out, I'm going to replace it with uh, synthetic just for, they brought up some good reasons, it's, uh, safety. Uh, I really haven't been formally trained on how to run a winch, and Whenever a winch line comes out, it always seems to attract a bunch of drunken people to stand around and watch. And <laughs> yeah. I hate for someone to get smacked in the face with a. Well, some people I'd like to see. Green get, side up! I know! Some White people I'd up. like to see get smacked in the face with a cable, but I don't want it to be for my rig. Green side up! I know already! <laughs> my Green bad. Side up. I gotta go. I'm uh, laying sod for Wendy. <laughs> Uh, oh, Chat at you later. <laughs> yeah, good one. Bye. You got a checkerboarded out there, some stripes and stuff. One brown, one green. <laughs> green uh, side I, up. Jeez. Yeah. I was like, "What is she saying?" Yeah. <laughs> well, Nikki, Nikki, G, Nikki G understood, and that's all that matters. So, right. uh, you know, the the whole uh, winch thing. I think it's perfectly fine if you guys want to do use synthetic. Uh, it, it's fine but for me personally. Uh, like I've always said, I'll switch to synthetic whenever. Actually, it's kind of like solar power. Uh, solar power sounds like a great idea until you start figuring out how, how much it's going to cost and how long those things are going to last. And that technology needs to get better. And the synthetic uh, rope line needs to get better because it, things that cut it, I mean, rocks that cut it and sun that damages it, no, uh, it's not there yet for me. But if you want to guys want to do it, that's great. Uh, if you want purple winch line, that's great too. Well, let's not get carried away. Pink would be better. Hot pink would even be just no, totally no, 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 fabulous. No. no. <laughs> All right, no Jet, pink. calm down. <laughs> purple. 
You must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Deep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Now, this is one that I have seen uh, should be a must-have for all too many Jeepers out there. If, if you're a person who is uh, using maybe one of your old belts or maybe your kid's belt or maybe that strap off the sleeping <laughs> bag to hold your fire extinguisher to your roll bar, just stop. Seriously. Manufactured in the USA and proven on the trails for over 10 years, you need to skip the cheap plastic Chinese buckles and zip ties and go for something that uses true high-grade powder-coated steel hardware for use out on the roll bars of any Jeep Wrangler. This works on Rubicon, Sahara, X, Sport, and Unlimited models and all model years of Wrangler, including those for the CJ all the way up to the new JLU. Made out of durable stitching and hardware, it comes in either red or black, and this is a fully adjustable roll bar mounted uh, fire extinguisher holder for Jeeps at just under $22. It looks cool. And the one, the reason why I chose this one for your guys' must have over all the others out there is because this has a bottom to it. I've seen too many fire extinguishers oh. get thrown over onto the side of the trail because a Jeep kind of got, you know, slid off his line. The Jeep rocked really hard to one side, and that centrifugal force just shot that fire extinguisher right out of his mount and onto the side of the trail, damaging it. I've seen it happen a couple of times. This has a bottom to it. Uh, You can mount it vertically. You can mount it horizontally. It doesn't matter. That fire extinguisher isn't going anywhere unless you decide that it's time to put out a fire. And for just, uh, well, less than $22 uh, and a link to Amazon, well, you just got to go over to our website, check it out, get one for yourself. You know, uh, when you were talking about that thing sliding out the back, I see that in the image that you have in the uh, the show notes, and we'll have on the uh, the website. Uh, that's a great idea. But it also had a, I had another great idea. You remember in Star Trek, whenever the Enterprise was going to be destroyed, and they were where they were certain of it, and they launched the data recorder. You could do the same thing for your Jeep. You could like record oh. video, and with a, a properly placed spring and a button, you could actually eject something out of the out of those older other holders and uh, pe- future generations would know what happened to your jeep okay um, this gopro <laughs> in the woods and it's got some very interesting footage on it now i i have this holder and do you really yes i do we didn't plan and this huh <laughs> no not at, um i did have a another brand name holder i can't remember what it was on one side and i just couldn't afford that holder so I just went on Amazon and I'm like, oh, this should work. And I bought it. And I r- actually really, really like this one. Yeah. It's easier because you're not trying to slide it into like a, a sleeve, which is the other one. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this works so much easier. And, yeah. you know, you don't have to worry about the size of your um, oh, the fire extinguisher. extinguisher. Yeah. Because it yeah. adjusts. Yeah, That's will, a good idea. Uh, even yep. hold like a two and a half, three pound, uh, no yeah. problem. So, yeah, you're yep. you're you're good hands with uh, with one of these. How long is yep. your, your fire extinguisher good for, Tammy? It has an expiration date on it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, you know, I you you can, can't you get them? I think you can get them recharged. Well, I don't know about handheld ones. Well, like I know the, it, so the work, smaller. The smaller kitty ones, I, I don't believe, are rechargeable. They are single use. Um, but the uh, like the Amerex, I think, is the brand uh, that's a. It's it's. Some people consider it a better brand, um, and those are refillable, and uh, you can get them. Uh, you know, spe- spe- specifically designed uh, for automotive type of fires, to where you know they'll put out a gas fire and then that sort of stuff. Oil, so, grease, um, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So uh, the reason why I ask is that's, that's kind of always the detractor for me when I'm looking at these things because every Jeeper should have one. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, and, I, and I look at that and I go, okay, well, this thing's like 40 bucks and it's good for how long? And, you know, I'll, I'll probably never use it, which is a good thing, but you right. should have it. Uh, it's, but it's like you're, it's almost like you're getting a monthly bill whenever you buy a oh, fire extinguisher. Not that no, often. no, no. But I mean, if you're if you're you're spending forty bucks uh, every year and a half, I, I don't recall the how long they uh, they they go uh, before they go bad. But it's not. Uh, it's just a shame that they don't have one that you can get and sit on for ten years, and it'll be perfectly fine. You know, like well, a, a lithium five fire 15, extinguisher. Five to fifteen years is is the average um, oh, length. I mean, you're you're not going to be replacing your fire extinguisher every year unless you're you're using it or there's something seriously wrong with how you're storing it or something. Even then. I mean, the larger, obviously, you know, like a commercial uh, building type of fire extinguisher, that, that'll probably last 15 years. Uh, the one in your vehicle, I'm mean, easily five years, uh, maybe even up to, up to 10 years or so. Um, but, uh, I mean, Tammy, if, if yours has a date, I know mine's got a date on it. I don't know what the date is. I mean, it's been ages yeah, since we've looked at the fire extinguisher. That was kind of my other point is you, oh, you 20, need to keep up with uh, that. Yeah. Kind of do. I mean, yeah, the yep. only reason that I even have touched it recently was because of that recall last year or right. whenever yep. it was. Yep. And, and that same, same with Tammy. That was probably the last yep. time that she's touched her fire extinguisher yep. too. So, you know, it's not something that you're grabbing and touching and feeling and playing with every day. Uh, so yeah, you may oh. not know the date on it. So. But yeah, something something you want to probably look out for. <laughs> Tammy went off the deep end on that one, Josh. Yeah, my wine went in the gutter there. <laughs> like, well, I'm playing with it every day. I don't know about you. No, I know. it doesn't expire when I play with it. What's the matter? Well, now that you must have an American-made quality fire extinguisher holder for your Jeep's roll bars, we're going to make it easy for you to get one of your very own. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com, look for the link in the show notes for episode 394, and, well, it's all yours. I don't know about you guys. I got excited. I thought we were going to give away a fire extinguisher there with, with what Josh was saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to give away? No, we're not. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear a little bit about some events that are happening in your hometown and around the nation in Wheeling Ware. A three-hour plane trip. A three-hour tour. <laughs> tour. I was thinking the same thing, Josh. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I, I couldn't help it. The, the professor was Everybody there. Everybody out there right now is saying, professor God, my head, Josh. Uh, the professor he wasn't there. I mean, sorry, the professor was there, but no Marianne. So uh, there you go. But anyway, after a three-hour plane trip from uh, Dallas, Texas, actually I should say it the correct way, Dallas, uh, Texas, to uh, Ontario, California, uh, or California, the non-European way of saying it, uh, <laughs> it is, I don't know why that people that are taller and wider than me have to sit next to me. <laughs> it is a long flight i don't know about you josh uh, i've got really wide shoulders and i have to I've, I've mentioned before on the show i have to sit on an aisle seat uh yeah you know so i can i can lean out a little bit and uh like i always say play chicken with the uh, the drink cart <laughs> it's coming down the thing uh so uh yeah there was uh there was a gentleman uh, coming back from uh california that uh wanted an aisle seat and is like you know you kind of got to get them uh, on america and it's it's assigned seating you kind of got to get them ahead of time and uh, he got stuck next to me and oh he was just just wiggling and all kinds of churning there for that three hours uh, of that flight 
I'm I'm kind of I, I can relate. I'm I'm a big guy and I don't like sitting still. Uh-uh. I don't like being sequestered in any way, shape, or form. And so I I fidget a lot and I bounce and I jiggle and you know all that sort of stuff. And I I'm 6'3", 225 pounds. I got size 14 feet. I'm definitely sitting that aisle seat. <laughs> There's no way I could be in that middle seat or anything like that. As as attractive as the window seats are, uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an aisle seat uh, guy myself. So. Yeah. All arched over in that curve of the uh, the tube. So, so they why make were you, you going your, to California? Uh, for, the, for those who, who maybe are listening to the show for the first time uh, with this episode, why were you going to California from Texas? Uh, it just seemed like a good thing to do. Uh, <laughs> it just seemed like a good idea at the time. I heard they got good avocados down there. So. Well, and this is pretty funny. Uh, you, you guys, if you have, if you are a, a listener, a recent listener, and you happen to catch our interview, a second interview actually, with Don Alexander, uh, Jeep 4x4 School, uh, I hope I'm saying that right. I always get those things. Uh, uh, it's not just Don's uh, uh, thing. I get it confused with uh, Iron Man Andy's uh, link as well. Uh, but uh, we we recently interviewed Don Alexander, and uh, he uh, he stopped me before the interview, and he says, "Hey, I sent you an email about an event that we're having uh, out here." And I said, "Yeah, Don, I saw that, but it's uh, it was uh, like Ontario, California, and I can't drive out there. I don't have that enough time." that I could drive out. And he said, no, they'll fly you. And I was dumbstruck for a good five minutes. And I had to ask, well, why us? <laughs> it's just a little old dinky podcast. Why do you want, why would somebody want to spend money on having one of us go out there? And, uh, you know, we went over that. He said, we did a really good show and, uh, that, uh, we have a good voice in the, in the, the, the Jeep uh, audience. And they wanted this out there to give us, the, uh, the, our opinion, uh, in this case, my opinion of, uh, the Nexon tires, off-road tires that, uh, they were, uh, had really just come out with because Nexon has been around for a number of years and been uh, heavily in the, the general automotive, uh, a lot of the, uh, the street racing, uh, the street racing types, I should say, and, uh, even, uh, in the drifting community. And uh, they're getting, they're moving into the uh, the off road market, and they wanted uh, uh, really anybody from the Jeep Talk Show to go out there and uh, uh, visit with them and uh, go off road uh, on the uh, uh, what is it, Gold Mountain Trail system? I'm not prepared for this. I actually just got back today, so I haven't had a lot of time to prepare before uh, doing literally the like just hours ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the event was uh, was Wednesday. So uh, on the we record on Thursday. So the the event was yesterday. Now was it just you and and Nexon Tire out there with Don Alexander, or were there other um, podcasters out there as well? They uh, they gave me the Jeep and said, "Hey, go have a blast. This is where you need to go." No, actually, they had a uh, they had several Jeep. Uh, going, there was um, uh, I think there was uh, there was a husband wife team, but they were vo- both very no- knowledgeable about Jeep. So I'm not not sure if they were both there for Nexon or if one when came along. Uh, so there was uh, actually like two groups of media uh, that were there: a Jeep talk show. I was representing the Jeep talk show uh, there, and uh, then there was uh, Joe and his uh, his wife. And I think it was Joe that was actually there uh, doing the uh, the testing of the tires. So there was only two of us uh, officially. Now there was a, another couple that was there for support and um, you know trail support, uh, mechanical support on any trail damage that might occur. And then uh, there was uh, Wendy that was actually doing the uh, spotting for us. Very good spotter, I, I, I got to say. And I did give her the routine about where's your certificate? Uh, how do I know that you're actually <laughs> a spotter, not just somebody walked in off the street? 
Uh, she thought that was pretty funny. Uh, and uh, But did a really good job for me because, you know, you guys know, and I think our listeners know, that uh, I haven't never been rock crawling uh, before. So she did a, oh, I didn't a, know that. a wonderful job. I mean, I've been, I went up to uh, Hidden Falls and there's rocks, but nothing that was boulder size that I had to crawl up and over. So mm-hmm. that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Okay, the big question, Tony, what, unless I missed it, what color Jeep were you in? Man, Tammy, you should have been there because uh, you would have loved how they were talking bad about black Jeeps. Oh, why? I I was surprised. I was not, I did not prod them. They were saying, why in the world would anybody buy a black Jeep? And I'm just in my head, I'm grinning ear to ear and say, oh man, I wish Tammy could be here. You're lying. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Uh, He was in a black Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) No, there was no black Jeeps out there. Uh, I think the the TJ was kind of a, uh, it's hard to say what color it was because it's a, uh, it's a well-used Jeep, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, that uh, that too. But I think it was kind of a white or a a, a, a gray beige type thing. Uh, I didn't care. Boy, what a beautiful Jeep! And uh, then can you the, tell us a little bit about uh, how it was outfitted? Yeah, I don't have the specifics. Uh, this whole thing was very whirlwind, uh, and uh, but just the stuff that I, you know, I had to examine everything. Uh, it had both anti-rock. Uh, sway bar, uh, what do you call them? Sway bars? It was anti-rock, uh, whatever the thing is. Uh, yeah. Is it anti-rock sway bars? Is that what they call them? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was outfitted with the anti-rock uh, sway bars, front and rear. Uh, I didn't know specifically what shock package it was, but it did have a, a, the reservoir uh, on the side of it uh, for the additional fluid. And uh, it had Curry axles, both front and rear, uh, ARB air lockers, both front and rear. And uh, good Lord, uh, oh, uh, of course, the Nexon uh, 37-inch tires uh, that were on it. Uh, I'm brain farting on the, the specific uh, 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 brand, uh, not brand, the model of it. And uh, But uh, oh, those were gorgeous tires, just beautiful. So the, were the ti- I understand that some of this was, was testing. They're, they're like testing the tires. Are Were these tires that are out on the market or that were are oh, no. going to be out on the market? No, they're available now. The, ah, okay. the idea was is that they wanted to get people that were in the media uh, to actually see what the tire does, feel what the tire does, get it on the trail and see. This is how much they believe in the in the tire. They they believe that if you try it, you're going to be really impressed with it. Now, admittedly, I had no prior knowledge of uh, how tires respond off-road, but I trust Don, and this is the thing. The, the other couples that were there that had not seen the next entire uh, performance before were mm-hmm. absolutely floored. At how really? well, yeah, how well it grabbed the rocks. Uh, it just seemed to. Uh, oh, and these uh, they were they were running uh, 14 psi uh, on yeah, these tires. Yeah, I was tires. just gonna I was just gonna ask where'd you guys air down which, to? Which seems pretty high to me. Uh, and the thing, one of the things that Don impressed upon me, because uh, I asked him about the sidewall. I think the the BFGs kind of always had a a weak sidewall issue, and uh, that was kind of my only detractor to the BFGs because they lasted very well on the road. And of course, I, I, it's a daily driver for me, and that that is important. Um, but they said that this is a F rated sidewall. Yeah, and it has uh, it it does have the. Um, it's not like the, the knobs that you see on mud terrains on the side, but it does have these, I forget what they're called, the grips on the side so that you can uh, actually, you know, because a lot of times, Tammy, and I'm sure you can attest to this, uh, the uh, even if you pick a line, your your wheels may not stay on that rock where you want it. You may slide, and now instead of being on top of the rock, you're on the side of the rock. Yeah, and, and, especially if it's wet. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
and then uh, with with this uh, uh, not this modeling or whatever this gripping surface is on the side of the uh, the necks and tires, it helps you uh, get uh, that traction. Now uh, the uh, the the spotter. Just, uh, t- you were on thirty sevens, just to yes to clarify. They okay. all were. There was. Uh, oh, everybody was on thirty seven. There was a JK. Um, actually, it was a JKU. Uh, and well, there was two JKUs and Don's uh, JKU, and I was in the TJ. And uh, uh, I thought they were going to bring uh, a TJ Unlimited, but they didn't. It was just a regular TJ, which I was kind of glad because I just I, I saw the TJ and I went, oh, I got to drive that one because you know my wife has one, and I love TJs anyway. And uh, it was really high. I've never had such a hard time getting in a vehicle. I couldn't raise my leg up and you know get started mm-hmm. by getting that foot in there. Uh, I had to figure out a way. Uh, roll bar uh, was on there as well, which was very nice. I, at no point I was concerned about rolling it. Uh, uh, frankly, I was really surprised just how damned easy it was. It was literally point and shoot. Um, now, I did have a, a bit of a problem on the first uh, rock little. It, it didn't look like a big rock ledge to me, but the you could hear the next entire's uh, trying uh, but it was slipping, and um, <laughs> the uh, I you know I don't know when to turn the the lockers on and off. So the uh, the spotter said, "Do you have lockers on?" I said, "No." <laughs> I hit the buttons. She goes, "Turn them on." I hit the buttons and uh, gave it a little gas, and it just crawled right on up. It was a wonderful feeling. If you guys have never used lockers before, especially selectable lockers, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah, seriously. Well, that's that's uh, amazing to hear. Um, the the Nexen Rodian MTX is the tire that you were that you were testing out there. That's it. Uh, yeah, three three ply uh, F rated tire. Um, it really looks nice. Sharp tire. Um, they got two different sidewall patterns on there, so that you can you can run it either direction for for different looks depending on uh, how you're setting setting your rig up and stuff. And uh, really. Uh, the videos, the reviews, everything that I'm seeing about these tires uh, make them seem like they're going to be a contender in the off-road world. Oh, and, and, by, and by the way, they're $100 cheaper than the like the Falcons or the to- Toyos. Or, and, and I actually mentioned that to the sales guy, and it wasn't anything new to them. If you come in cheaper, it doesn't. it's not always a big, a big winner because people go, oh, well, these must not be as good. Everybody there was blown away at how well these tires worked off-road. Now, what kind of what kind of terrain were you just just in rocks, I was, I mean, were you seeing some sand? Was there any that. mud or, or anything else like that? I mean, was what, can you describe a little bit of uh, the kind of the terrain that you were on? Uh, and and again, I apologize for not being uh, well prepared on this, but Gold Mountain Trail and uh, Big Bear Lake comes to mind. Uh, and uh, uh, I was told that, uh, and actually was told afterwards that uh, what we were doing was black diamond, uh, and uh, I think it was a double black diamond at one point. Now yeah, I didn't. There you go. I didn't drive up the double black diamond or triple, whatever it was. Uh, I, I actually did some video that I'll be sharing uh, uh, online here uh, very soon. Uh, just wonderful to watch those tires too. So I got some really good shots of uh, uh, of those tires gripping the rocks. And uh, but anyway, uh, they uh, they did uh, evacuate the TJ once they got up there to the top and let me drive down. So I didn't get to drive up the the trail. And I think somebody said. Um, no, I'm brain farting. I apologize. It, 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 John something trail. Uh, but it's apparently a very well-known thing. Huge-ass boulders. Uh, I was frankly surprised that we were going to drive up that trail because it, it looked like it might be beyond these very capable rigs uh, to me. 
but uh, <laughs> I got the I got the fun thing of uh, driving down it, uh, which uh, I don't know uh, if it was if it's uh, easier or harder to drive down. Certainly, you got gravity assist, but that can be a, a, a detrimental uh, factor at times. And I did well, get the Go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry. That's all right. And I did get to feel uh, how hard it is to steer whenever you're locked in the front. It, mm-hmm. it literally felt like I was yeah. against a rock. Yep. I know when I was at the Gore Campground um, just recently, the, a lot of the trails go up and down and up and down and up and down the mountain. It's more of an up and down, unlike at Roush. But anyway, they said going up the trails is usually a higher numbered trail than going down because when you're going up the trail, you have to crawl up over those rocks. So, well, that was my they, choice, yeah. uh, but but it was a shared ride type thing, so I couldn't right. just say no. Oh, I'm not no, getting no. out of the jeep. So, but right. that that was I, I certainly wanted that. And for you guys that don't believe that I actually have done off road stuff, I got to check with uh, Paul uh, at Nexon, but. I was told that he got some video and some pictures uh, of me in uh, in that Jeep. So we'll have to wait and see if I can uh, talk him in. believe it till I see that, it. That's Tommy. right. I know there's a lot of people like no. that, Tammy. But I'll tell you this, uh, and I'm certainly uh, I certainly give credit to uh, the the build of the Jeep and and those necks and tires. Which, by the way, I'm a big believer. I've only bought uh, BFGs in the past, and uh, I uh, I was asking uh, Paul actually uh, with Nexon. What's the uh, uh, or how how do they compare to BFGs as far as uh, miles that you can put on them before you have to replace them? And he said mm-hmm. it's it's I can't remember if he said it is as good as or better. So with the performance and the mileage, since I'm doing the deadly driver, I'm getting Nexon tires uh, when I replace these BFGs. I'm getting Nexon tires. I was really impressed. Uh, I mean, not so much what I felt because I don't have anything to compare it to. But what I what these other folks that were there that have a lot more off road experience than I have, and how amazed they were at how well these tires worked. And come to find out, those people have never aired down those tires. Yeah, go figure. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, uh, and I'll I'll tell you this: uh, I've got them all lined up for future interviews. Uh, oh, so, very good. So we'll be I was, talking. I was going to gonna those ask folks. if we're going to be getting a rep or, or anybody to come on, and then you know, from they can talk some talk some technical. About well, these things. and nothing against Nexon and uh, and the fine folks that were there, uh, great people. But I want to hear if 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 I was buying tires or if I was you know going to change brands of a tire, uh, and uh, I would want to hear from somebody that didn't work for the company. <laughs> you know what what is somebody that has doesn't really have a vested interest in selling the tire? What uh, how do they feel about it? Because that's what impressed me uh, about it so much. Uh, but. Uh, uh, I remember Wendy was talking about, uh, she said that, uh, that was a spotter, she said that she was really surprised because uh, with the dusty nature uh, of the trail, it, she really expected to see the Jeep sliding off the rocks uh, a lot more, and, and any slippage that was occurring wasn't very much slippage. It happened to me going down the trail, uh, coming off those rocks, and mm-hmm. it, it felt a little weird. It, it kind of felt like you know, when you're in mud. Uh, or snow. That's what snow feels like, Tony, just to let you know. Oh, thanks, because I'll probably <laughs> never know that. Uh, and uh, But she said she was just really surprised how well they they clung to the rocks. So uh, it, it, it just might have been the situation we were in, but that's the only one I have to go by. And I, like I said, I'm sold. I'm getting a set. Very cool. Very cool. And I'm sure Definitely. that they have them in, in, in all popular sizes. Uh, we're going to have a link to Nexon's Tire 
website uh, specifically for the Rodian MTX tire where you guys can check out the specs um, and, and see them for yourself. Uh, and of course, uh, as soon as we get that video and, and any audio from uh, Tony's Adventure, we'll be posting that up uh, both on our website and social media, however else we can get that out to you guys. So you can see it for yourself. Tony was behind the wheel in the rocks. That's that's going to be some cool stuff. And, I can't wait to and see I'll, that. And I'll, I didn't mention this. Uh, I was really um, surprised how easy it was. Uh, I was told. Well, I mean, 37s and, and rock jocks that are locked up with, you know, gears. Yeah, I mean, come on, yeah. of course it was easy. But they, I was surprised how easy it was. And also, too, uh, I, but I don't want to minimize it. It was extremely fun. It's a roller coaster that you're in control of, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> you never know exactly what's going to happen. And that's, that's, right. the, that's another fun part of it. Did uh, you say, are you sure? Oh no, I didn't. I didn't say anything you know, actually, Tammy. I, I'm a nice, quiet, uh, focused driver, and that's the other thing. Whenever I was, oh, uh, and I'm not. A, I'm not a nice, focused driver. Uh, it, your words, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> but uh, but I'll say this: uh, we went through a rock gro- garden up there, and and that was really cool. Listening to all those rocks churn underneath the wheels. Ah, uh, yeah. And uh, but uh, I never felt that I was out of control. Or never felt that I need to pay ex- close attention to what I was doing, except when we were climbing up rocks and stuff. That I had to, but I was. Did having, you guys have to pull line anytime? And was were no, there any recovery points at all? Really, not at all. I even wow. I didn't, you know, now that you mentioned that, I, 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 I didn't even think about it before. But no, there was no situations where not we so had much as a, you, you didn't need a winch, Tony. No, no not at all. Wow, uh, it, it's always always there. It's like kind of like the fire extinguisher, Tammy. It's just there uh, in case of emergency. I know. But uh, but it was uh, you, you know I I did share pictures with you guys about what happened to Don's Jeep. Uh, oh, saw that. Yeah, there were some uh, broken lug nuts or something, right? Uh, four out of the five lugs. Good lord, lugs came off. So that's not you can't re- exactly re- you know do a no. trail fix on that unless I've you have like heard. a press or or maybe maybe with a trail device or. You know, a trail vice of some kind or another. Uh, but man, yeah, I mean, that's how did you guys have what'd you do? So, uh, you know, we had radios and uh, Don called for us to stop and uh, we stopped and backed up the trail a little bit. And uh, there's the, his, uh, his uh, Nexian uh, tire, rear tire uh, pass, uh, passenger side, uh, leaning at about a uh, 45 degree angle out the. Oh. And I'm going my god what happened and they were looking yeah. at it and the it wasn't an axle issue it was it was something relatively simple those those lugs had had broken off and uh, uh a couple of people walked around and actually found them so they all popped off within relatively close uh, proximity to where they stopped uh the jeep and uh so they uh, uh the 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 couple the you know the uh wendy which was the spotter uh, Bill, her husband, uh, was there. I think he was there as the uh, the the fixer, the you know, the brake fixer, and he got real busy uh, getting the the getting a jacked up and getting that uh, axle out of there. So what they did was they took the axle out, uh, threw it in the back of the TJ, and uh, Paul from Nexon and uh, Don from the uh, uh, Jeep Four x Four School. Uh, drove down into town into Big Bear uh, Lake and uh, went and had uh, uh, the studs pressed in the uh, the lugs. Uh, are those are those called lugs? I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they put lug they're nuts stu- on there. I, I was just thinking maybe I'm not saying that right. The, the studs, well, the wheel, wheel studs. Yeah, the wheel studs. Yeah. 
So uh, anyway, they got them pressed in there, and uh, you know, you would think that uh, since you're not actually you know hitting the rocks, hitting the trails, you're sitting there waiting for uh, this this uh, the down the jeep to be fixed so you can proceed. Uh, that that would be really boring, and no, not at all. We sat there, we had lunch, we had uh, drinks, we had some great conversation, and uh, uh, that was almost as good as uh, uh, being on the trail and driving through. Now, they do have this one thing there that I thought was really cool. Uh, Paul says, uh, uh, Paul rode with me most of the time in the TJ, and uh, Paul said, okay, we're coming up to the squeeze. And I got a little nervous, because I wasn't sure this was a rite of passage or something that you had oh, to do. <laughs> But now there was reach down right here between the <laughs> give these a squeeze turn turn your head and cough uh but there was these two really big boulders uh bigger than the jeep uh that you had to pass through and that meant that you had to pull in the uh the mirrors because oh, it was that, that tight. tight huh wow and and paul's going okay be careful be careful and i said Dude, I drive in Houston traffic every day. I got this. They got this wired. Yeah, Don't worry about this. it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in back. I'm going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna back through here. <laughs> Just blindfold me. I got this. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely gorgeous country. I mean just beautiful i haven't shared enough pictures with you guys yet uh it was so hard to do things because since i was driving i mean that's what i wanted to do i wanted to be there and experience that stuff hands on uh you know teeth on however you want to put it and uh it was a a wonderful wonderful experience and i cannot thank uh nexon and uh uh, don over at the four by four the jeep four by four school enough uh, for inviting us out there. And, of course, I was able uh, be, to be the one to go and do that this time. So uh, I'm not a big fan of flying. Uh, like we were talking before, I got the wide shoulders, and those those airplanes are not built for uh, large people and uh, uh, going that far away. But uh, flying home today during the three-hour trip back uh, to Texas, I was thinking to myself, it was definitely worth it. This was I was, was going was it all worth it? Would you do it again? I'd want to rest first. <laughs> I want the pain of the flight to, to, to dissipate, but absolutely. And that's one of the things that we're going to be doing here on the Jeep Talk Show is when we have these opportunities or when we can make these opportunities to get out there and do these things and report to you folks on what we did. Because just like me, I know there's a lot of people out there that have never gone off-road. They've never gone uh, rock crawling, and they've definitely never gone uh, to Big Bear Lake on some of these fabulous gorgeous difficult trails uh and uh, uh and i had that added bonus of not having to worry about me uh uh breaking, breaking my jeep. your jeep yeah right. and uh it, it just made it it was very freeing because uh, and, and and having uh the such a built-up jeep to be able to do it in well so, congrats tony I'm, I'm glad you were yeah. able to have some fun and 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 big thanks again to next entire and uh, and don alexander at the jeep 4x4 school for coming through and 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 uh, setting this whole thing up for us i mean just an amazing experience it sounds like and and uh, one hell of an opportunity as well oh and i got a bonus for you guys uh don spoke with me about helping out on the show he would uh, like for uh, to be part of the show and uh, i talked to him about uh, contributor segments and uh, maybe uh, getting some of that uh, Jeep four by four school information that he he gives out whenever uh, uh, you you've hired him to to teach you this stuff. He's going to do a series of uh, tips for us here on the show. Oh, I like that. I'll uh, have to come up with a with a clever uh, uh, intro for him. Oh, I didn't think about that. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, so I hate mentioning. I get excited about this stuff and I like to talk about it immediately. And I've tried to not do that. But 
I, I, I think. Well, yeah, this, I don't want to count count the chickens. Yeah, I know. The eggs are hatched I know, or, you know but <laughs> I, I mean, Don actually asked me, so I'm uh, I'm sure he wants no, to do that's it. Cool. I that's just, cool. I know he seems like a great be, guy, and he was a lot of fun to have on the show too. So yeah, uh, very has a lot of good information, and uh, if if you would like to try out a next entire uh, off road, uh, that's exactly what you can do at the Jeep Four by Four School. Uh, just go to Jeep Four by Four School dot com. Uh, contact Don, and uh, they uh, they have a Jeep rental place uh, there at Big Bear Lake. And and this is actually the Jeeps that we were using. We rented these Jeeps, modified with the curry axles and all that, all the other stuff I mentioned to you. <laughs> you can go rent that and go on the trail. If you've never been on those trails or you're not a, a experienced rock crawler, you can get Don to go out there. It's, guys, this is the thing that's going to piss you off. This is the, the all this trail system that we went on is literally five minutes from Don's house. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> Sorry, Don. Um, it is, I mean, he's, suck. he's like, oh, you know, I got, I, I'm waiting for pizza. Uh, I'll you go can hit see the trail. my deck from right here. <laughs> <laughs> he's I'm, out there in his bathrobe and flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I rode with him a little bit uh, when I got finally got kicked out of the TJ, and he's just talking and wheeling and just, you know, the Jeep is... Going back and forth, I felt like I needed a neck brace and a helmet. <laughs> and he's just talking and doing his stuff. He's just, you did, it's just second nature to him. He's done it so much. Yeah. So uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Good times. Well, Good I just want to say, and I know everybody is going to be in shock, but I'm really happy for you, Tony. You sound like you had a really great time and like you might have gotten bit by the bug. Oh, I was bit before. Uh, yeah, I, I've been wanting to get mine out there, especially after putting yeah, that atlas pretty, in. Uh, but, bit. Uh, but oh, it was just, it was so exciting, so yep. much fun, and uh, there wasn't a bit of fear involved in it at all. So, any of you guys out there that maybe you're uh, timid about doing uh, off camber or uh, high angle attacks or uh, coming down uh, at a it's high angle, scary. It, it it's Very exciting it's, it's exhilarating exci- yes yeah okay exhilarating that's the word intense Tammy. intense there you go uh, there was no camping uh but it would that would have been fine uh so anyway oh. <laughs> Tammy got took it the what what the hell are you talking oh it's a bad joke <laughs> should have known coming from tony should have uh-huh. known so anyway i give a rat's ass what you guys did because mine yeah. was great <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I didn't do anything but go to work this week. But tomorrow I'm heading out to the the cove again to go off roading. Oh, you're going back to the cove? That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah, it's um, and this will be really cool because the off camber collar guys they're doing a 101, 201. Like the first part of Saturday morning is like a classroom setting at the campsite, and then we'll go off roading in our certain groups. And then a campfire and maybe a night ride. And then Sunday, we're going to be in our groups and there'll be trail training on the trails. And I signed up for like the 201, obviously, where they're going to teach you about trail fixes and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to learn about like the trail fixes. And they were talking about U-joints and the drive shaft and all that kind of stuff. So that's my next step is learning how to do all that. So I'm really excited for that. Um, God, was something I was going to say. I can see how why you go off road so much, Tammy, because that's a lot of fun. Oh, I remember what I was going to tell you. You got to get those doors off. I, I was riding with Don, and uh, he had all his doors on his his JKU, 
and uh, there was just a huge difference uh, between the JKU uh, that uh, we had. Uh, Don's had all the doors on. There was another JKU, a blue one, that had the doors off, and uh, I rode a little bit in that one. Uh, but the TJ, absolutely no top, no sides, you know, no doors, nothing. That's the way to wheel to me. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. it puts you in the environment. It puts you really close to everything. Because I remember when I was riding with Don, it was, it, you know, it was it was still exciting, but you were almost like separated. You were insulated from the experience. So uh, you got to get those doors off uh, more often, Tammy. I just, I, I really enjoyed it that way. Well, you know, I did get them taken off we or we got them taken off but we ha- had to use the the jack and so i thought oh i'm going to try it again i i can't i cannot lift them by myself and i even had robert help me and we could not so i think i'm gonna have to try to get them off again and put in some because somebody Never said once you, yeah, i was thinking lithium said, well, grease would be another thing that you could put well in there. there's some sort of uh thing you can buy like a, a thing to put in there to help make them come off easier so oh, okay i don't know i might have to try that teflon sleeve so, or something like yeah. that something, uh, something maybe like some that or bronze powdered, or brass powdered, or I, uh, i'm sure all graphite powdered graphite. graphite that's what i was trying to think was graphite so uh and tammy I, i'm sure you're aware of this before but that was one of the things when you were talking about that that I, I did a flashback and thought uh, those, uh, you know, being inside a, a closed Jeep with windows down is so much different than being in, uh, going off road. So much different than with those doors off. And of course, the <laughs> Wendy screaming at me, "Look at your tires! Look at your tires! <laughs> Are you going for the rock?" You know that type of thing. Right. It made it a lot easier to be able to see that, of course, with, without the doors on there. Well, when I, I know when, when I, I come back. Go ahead, Tammy. I was just gonna say when I went with Kyle. He gave me little tips what to look for on my hood for to know where your tires are and other spotters. Yeah. You know, (laughs) um, no, there's certain places on your hood that you, you see, okay, this is where my tire is going to be. Oh yeah. And this is where my axle is going to be. So, um, that helps me. There was actually some discussion about how you teach that to people. And, uh, I, I forget if it was Don or somebody else that were talking about using, uh, not uh, uh, what do you call these those, those whips that they use for uh, for dune racers where they would actually uh, I mean when driving on the dunes uh, you put the whip up there so you, somebody coming over a dune would be, be would see oh, that somebody like, was yeah there. it's like a, like a whip antenna flag yeah. yeah so using those flags but putting them uh, where the obstacles are uh, for training so that they could associate with uh, where the obstacle was based on the hood. And I thought, I, was, I thought that was a really cool idea. Now, this would be like on flat ground, and they would just be using uh, blocks of wood or rock. But right. That, but that allowed the, the, the people that didn't know what you're just talking about, how they could find those points on their hood. It's hard to teach somebody situational awareness uh, and, and and knowing sort of where your vehicle's corners are and stuff like that. And, and it, it's, it takes time. It, oh, yeah. takes, seat, it takes seat time. Right. It's not something that you can go out in a parking lot and in the afternoon, suddenly you're going to be an expert as to where you're going to put, where you need to put your tire. Um, it, definitely something that comes with, with experience and time, but, but yeah, Tony, that's, that's a, that's a great little tip there. Anyway, looking forward to you uh, heading out there again uh, this uh, this weekend, Tammy. And I'm I'm really happy for you that you're able to to get off road so much. Um, I mean, obviously, I had to I had to go through quite a bit uh, to go off road uh, this time, but uh, certainly was worth it. 
And then the following weekend, I'll be at Roush Creek with the Carolina Trails Off-Road folks. Well, how about you guys join in on the Campfire Side Chat? We want to hear your story, Jeeper, and uh, what you got going on. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Find out all the ways you can reach out to us and join in on the fun. We certainly would love to have you here on the show. Now, let's get to some events from around the world and maybe even in your neck of the woods. And don't forget to let us know about an event that you are planning or are volunteering with. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Click and fill out our wheeling wear form. That information comes straight to us and we will get it out to the masses. Uh, if you guys don't know about this event, well, heads up, this is one heck of a good time. It's Trucks Gone Wild. It's happening August 2nd through the 4th. This is an annual event. They've been doing this for a while. This one's happening at the Barnyard All-Terrain in Livermore, Maine. And hey, that kind of rhymes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Four Wheel Parts presenting their annual Truck and Jeep Fest. This is happening August 4th and 5th, basically the same weekend uh, in Co- at the Cobb Galleria in Atlanta, Georgia. This is a big show. And so if you are within driving distance of that, you definitely want to go check it out. For more information, more events, and links, visit the JeepTalkShow.com website for this episode. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to download and use our free apps for your Apple or Android phone or tablet. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. It's coming. It's coming. Something very important is coming. No time to say what or why. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Podcasting since 2010. I was uh, I went to uh, church camp one time. It was a wonderful camp out in West Texas, and uh, they had a little skit uh, that you know they that the the kids could put on. And I remember it was at night, and uh, so one person was in the audience with a flashlight, and uh, one of the kids would run in and slide across the concrete floor of the pavilion and say, "The viper is coming," and then he'd run off. And another one come from the other direction and slide in, you know, fearful and uh, horrified. The viper is coming. And finally, the third guy runs in with a roll of toilet paper. Anybody want to vipe? <laughs> I think you'd be a guy with a squeegee and the Vinda Viper, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was great because it was, they were acting. And then you come in with this really bad joke at the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want the vibe? Yes. <laughs> I, it was also too because it was church camp, but that was a little risque for church camp. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. Back then, jeez, please. <laughs>